Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks. Big reason why this Yankees team is struggling is because of Aaron Judge. Ever since he's gotten hurt, this team has gone two and three. And those three losses, each by only one run. In all five of those games, only once did the Yankees score four or more runs. And what's really amazing is this stat. On the season, the Yankees are averaging 4.6 runs per game. Without Judge, they are 3.4. DJ and Rizzo combined, 0 for 36. That's not helping either, obviously. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Hour three here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Dan Grossa will be coming your way at high noon. He was kind enough to uh, switch places with me this morning so I could head out to Belmont for all the all the festivities out there. But uh, we've got Nick Friedel who's joining us um, from Miami. He's got his finger on the pulse of the series better than most, and he's been on with us throughout the postseason, which is fantastic. Nick, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Listen, not that I have a crystal ball or anything, but just <laughs> to remind you, I said the Heat in seven against the Boston Celtics, and I said the Denver Nuggets in five. Um, so I'm, I'm, Mama's, Mama's going to afford quite a few new pairs of shoes uh, this NBA offseason. That's hey, you had it all the way. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Um, I just, I, I, I thought, that, I thought that Miami would win one at home, and, um, and so. Uh, I, I thought Denver. I, I thought the, the the one game that Denver uh, would lose would be in Miami, and then they would come back. But anyway, let's look back before we look forward. And uh, and last night, really, the star of the show was Aaron Gordon. Right, twenty five points, seven rebounds, six assists. Uh, he's been unbelievable on the defensive side of the court. But last night, really, truly delivered. You had three guys uh, with uh, at least twenty points. Where meanwhile, for the Miami Heat, their supporting cast falling way short. Nick. Neither the, the Heat just don't have enough. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. And not enough people have watched Denver throughout the season. And they're just so talented, but they're so deep. And Aaron Gordon is the latest example of that. You just know when he's out there uh, that he's going to find a way to impact the game, whether it's offensively, on the defensive end. He knows what he needs to do. And to watch last night, as somebody who grew up in Orlando, I'm going, oh, my God, the Magic traded away this guy? <laughs> it was my first thought. But to the point about the Nuggets, they're just hitting from all sides right now. I mean, we knew what Jokic and Murray were going to do within the, uh, the framework of this series. They were just too good, especially Jokic. He's dominant. But when you start getting those contributions from Aaron Gordon and KCP plays the way uh, that he has at times, Bruce Brown with the unbelievable night hitting shots from all over the place, you realize why they are the team that they are. 
and that's really the difference uh, in the series uh, to this point. And uh, Aaron Gordon, to see the impact he's had defensively and the switches he's able to make, that's why Michael Malone has to be feeling great going into game five. Um, I'm I'm sure uh, Jokic falls short of a triple-double uh, with uh, 23-12 rebounds and four assists, but... You know, it's it's really it's interesting to hear people talk about Jokic, and you know, it's it's like they're just here. Here's the thing, Nick. It's they're just discovering him now, and I get it. Yeah. Majority of of Denver team Denver games tip off at 10:30 p.m. Eastern time. A lot of people out uh, on the East Coast probably didn't even watch a game with the Denver Nuggets all season long. But you know, this is what this this is what this dude has been doing all season long. How how, how bad is it that he didn't win the MVP now for those who didn't vote for him? Do you think folks who didn't vote for him and voted for Embiid are sitting back and going, oh, man, did I did I make the wrong decision? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Anita, mm-hmm. you and I have been doing this a long time. Absolutely mm-hmm. uh, is, is that the case. Anybody who voted for Embiid and watched the way that these playoffs have unfolded, they got to be sitting there going, oh, oh, man, I just made a mistake. And it happens. And uh, Jokic certainly is going to get more of the benefit of the doubt moving forward. But uh, this is the issue. And I think it's crucial in the context, especially this conversation. A lot of people don't know Denver, not only because they're not watching them, but uh, Jokic isn't going out of his way uh, to attract the spotlight. And I think that's a huge part of all this. It reminds me a lot of what's going on in Major League Baseball, at least the last few years, with Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout is a generational player. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's always, oh, baseball's got to do more to, to pump up Mike Trout. Well, if he doesn't want that, <laughs> then there's only so much uh, that they can do. And I think that's the same thing with Jokic right now, because Jokic is so talented. And when you watch him, uh, he's just a cut above everybody else. But if you're not actively going out there trying to find ways to uh, to put yourself in that spotlight and, and get voters to see you more, get your own fans uh, to know about you more, uh, then, then that is part of all of uh, this equation. But as far as the Nuggets are concerned, they don't care because they know he's awesome. They know he's going to show up and dominate, and that is exactly what he's done throughout the majority of this series. Yeah, he's he's been absolutely unbelievable, and um, and Brown stepping up twenty one points, three of five. Uh, as a team, they shot forty nine percent from the field, fifty percent from three, only had six turnovers. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat forty four percent from the field, thirty two percent from three, and had fourteen turnovers. But here's the thing, you know, like thirty two, thirty three percent. It's typically what they averaged in three point shooting for the regular season. Uh, you know, them them stepping up with their three-point shooting percentage throughout the postseason has been an outlier based on what we saw in the regular season. So this is more true to form. Um, you know, your your thoughts, let's let's start. Your thoughts on, on Jimmy Butler. I know you and I have had several conversations. We we both just don't think that he's he's right. How how significant do you feel this this ankle injury is? You think we'll hear at the end of the series, at the end of the season, like he's gonna need surgery? How significant do you think this is? I think he's dealing with a couple different things, Anita. Uh, I think the ankle injury, when you go back and look at the numbers, he just has not been the same since 
the beginning of of that Knicks series. And he's had moments, sure. I mean, he's like any great player. He has reserves, and he has times where you go, oh, okay, he's fine. But he's not. Uh, that explosion just isn't there. But I, I don't think it's it's just the ankle. I think part of it is uh, probably that knee that's been balky uh, the last few seasons. I mean, that's been a, an issue dating back to his time in Chicago. And when you're playing 40-plus minutes every night, and you are being asked to carry this team, especially on on the emotional aspect of the game, that's a lot for anybody, and especially when you're dealing with a couple different uh, nagging injuries. So whether or not he has to have surgery, we'll see. I know Jimmy will have to know that he's certainly not going to sit up there <laughs> whenever this thing may or may not end and go, oh, well, you know, my knee and my ankle have been uh, bothering me the whole time. I just think that he's tired. And it, it underscores that Jimmy Butler is indeed human. And it happens when you go through a postseason. You've invested all that he has. You get to this point, and it just can't be uh, him alone that's, that's trying to do all this stuff, especially when he's dealing with all this. But, uh, I mean, as far as the shooting goes, I think in that regard, the clock just feels like it's about to strike midnight for this team because they have played – well above their means from what we've seen in the regular season. And those shots that you mentioned, they're just not going down the same way, and it feels a lot like the regular season. Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so let's take a look ahead. Uh, Denver and you um, now head back to Denver and Mile High, and, um, and now they're favored by nine and, and, and this is what it was in game one and game two. It was teetering around eight, eight and a half, nine. It's at nine. Wouldn't surprise if, if it goes up. The over-under is 208 and a half, which, again, game one, the over-under was 216. So that has come down quite a bit. Um, and, and by the way, Jimmy Butler point total over-under is 26 and a half. I've been playing the under and, and, and winning with that. But, you know, do you, do you feel – well, let me ask you, you know – the Miami Heat. I, I mean, I, I heard the, the comments from uh, from from Eric Spolstra. Is, are, are they done? Do you feel, based on you know the the post game interviews, the, the attitude, the the body language you saw in the locker room last night, are, are they done, Nick? I mean, we can talk about mental toughness all day long, and the Heat have it, and they have shown it repeatedly in this stretch. But at some point, you got to make shots. that's what this boils down to Uh, they are just not clicking offensively they had Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry out there in the second half taking threes because those were the best options Gabe Vincent, Max Drews they just have not been there in in the finals they've got to do better the only only game they won Anita was game two where they were shooting the lights out from all over the place and it's not a coincidence that's when Drew's got rolling early in that game. So uh, I, I, don't, I hesitate to say they're completely done just because the track record shows that if ever there was a team that was not going to roll over, it would be the Heat uh, in this game five on Monday. But the, the Nuggets are just better. And in the end, uh, Spolstra and Jimmy and all those guys can talk about uh, – what they believe and the defiance they feel going into uh, 
what will be a, in just an insane environment in Denver, but it needs you've got to score in order to win. And I don't see that they're going to be able to, uh, to do enough of that to get this series back to Miami. So you're feeling that, uh, that my, uh, what's the good word? Prognog. I, I get it out. Anita. <laughs> I, I Prognog- feel it's huge. I think the good word prognostication. is huge because you're going to have a lot of <laughs> um, that, that it was, <laughs> let's just go with my crystal ball could be right here. You're, you're feeling Denver in five. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, if I okay. were making a play on all of it, I would also feel Denver kind of going away uh, and running away with that game on Monday. Uh, I just think that Miami has reached the brink and Denver in front of that crowd will be roaring in game five. I'm sure. Uh, Nick, you rock. Thank you again for joining us so early in the morning. Uh, One of the hardest working men right now at ESPN. So really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Anita, it's always great to be with you. Have me. You got it. Nick Friedel, Anita Marks, 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Enter the ESPN New York no-hitter sweepstakes for your chance to win $25,000. Find the no-hitter tile on the ESPN New York app. Pick up a team. Submit your entry. Today's qualifier is Mike um, Exidi. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. I'm so sorry. Mike Exidi from Brookfield, Connecticut, who has chosen uh, the New York's National League team to throw a no-hitter today. Presented by MoheganSunCasino.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Anita. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah, I'm good, too. Following the weekend, uh, you know, the weekends go fast. Denver, they got a possibility of four stars. Hopefully they can keep them. This is like the super team, pretty much draft, uh, gone through the draft. But Michael Porter, I mean, he has not shown up at all. I mean, this this be the ice in the cake. I think tomorrow's game is just the ice on the cake. This series is over. There's just too much height, too, uh, too much. Uh, I think they have some great players. Michael Porter, uh, I love to have him on my team. My Clippers, uh, they got two guys that always get get more injured than he has. But is this guy going to show up tomorrow and see, and everybody can see where he really is, hopefully? 
Yeah, but here's the thing, Mitch. has he, he hasn't had to show up, right? Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Michael Porter Jr. has been struggling big time this series. Uh, did not struggle last series, but has been struggling big time this series. A reason why I love this young rookie, Christian Brown. Uh, Mike Malone loves this rookie, Christian Brown. That's for sure. Got 15 minutes, only scored one point, had one steal. But what he's able to do defensively, on the defensive side, for um for the Nuggets has been absolutely tremendous. Uh, Om Youngman Souk, who has his finger on the pulse of the Denver Nuggets. Nick covers the Miami Heat. Om covers the Denver Nuggets. I had a chance to catch up with Om yesterday, and my first question to him was was about Mike Malone. And let's keep in mind after after well, well first of all, Denver won Game One, but it was ugly. Denver lost Game Two. Uh, Mike Malone was very upset and, um, and and really asked his players, do you know what you did wrong? And, you know, they pretty much said, yeah, we know what we did wrong. And ever since then, of course, we've seen in, in games three and four how much different this Denver Nuggets team has been playing. So my, my first question to, to Ohm was about head coach Mike Malone. Let's listen in. Anita, Michael Malone needs new shoes. He should go ahead and buy himself 10 more pairs because it worked. Whatever he does, when he usually pushes the buttons for this team, he has a good pulse. He's basically their their swagger, almost, if you will. And for him to call out their effort, it was exactly what they needed. The thing is, whatever he told us in the media probably was 10 times worse in the locker room because three starters scrambled that night after game two and didn't talk to the media. But he got them to respond. So it's going to be really interesting. You know, Adida, I'm going to see Janet Jackson tomorrow night. I think the word here for the Nuggets is Rhythm Nation. Make sure to keep that same rhythm that they had in Game 3. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, keep that defensive rhythm as well. I actually had a friend see that concert here in New York. They said it was fantastic, so you are in for a treat, my friend. All right, uh, so I want to get your your thoughts on who you think the leading scorer could be, right? There has to be a sense of desperation, a sense of urgency for this Miami Heat team. Would you take a flyer on Jimmy Bucket or Bam? Look at these odds. Anita, if we go to what worked for Miami in this series, it was turning Nikola Jokic into a scorer. Don't, don't, don't tell that to Spo, okay? I know Spo didn't like that idea. But I think in order for Miami to win, they got to go back to what worked. They got to keep the score low. And they also got to make Nikola Jokic work against his unselfish nature and make him score and take out the rest of his teammates, especially Jamal Murray. So if that's the case, I like Nikola Jokic. I mean, he scored 41 points in game two in which they lost. Remember the statistic. When Nikola Jokic scores 40 or more points in the postseason, Denver Nuggets are 0-3. If I'm the Miami Heat, I'm going to try to do that again. Well, Jokic has been the leading scorer in two of the three, which leads me to my third question for you. And that is Jokic starting hot. We saw it last game, right? The over-under in the first quarter point prop for Jokic is nine and a half. And there's actually, it's actually juiced to the under. How would you play it? Nine and a half points over-under for Jokic in the first quarter, oh? Well, if I am subscribing to the theory that Miami should try to do everything they can to duplicate what worked for them in game two, then yes, I think Nikola Jokic would score 10 or more points in that first quarter. I don't think they want what happened in game one. Nikola Jokic basically took five shots through the first three quarters, but had 10 assists by halftime, and the Nuggets were off to the races. 
So I think they're going to want to try to turn Nikola Jokic into a score. At least if I'm Miami, that's what I would do because I saw that it worked in game two. So you got to go back to what worked for you in game two. Um, thank you so much. It's always great to have you. You guys are doing, by the way, you guys are doing a phenomenal job all over our ESPN platforms, my friend. Keep up the great work. We so appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, Anita. Again, Om Young Min Sook. We heard from Nick Friedel getting you ready for uh, for Game Five of of the NBA uh, Finals. And uh, and listen, I- I'm going to lay the points. I'm laying the points with Denver Nuggets at at nine. If you're scared, say you're scared. I know it's a lot of points, but just listening to Om and and of course uh, hearing Nick Friedel and and just how exhausted this Miami Heat team has to be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this just in the fourth quarter just becomes a complete and utter, utter, utter blowout. But again, as I said, when we opened up the show, even if that does happen, um, and, and as I'm sure disappointing as, as this must be for the Miami Heat, their organization, Eric Sprosser, the players, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Butler, the fan base, what an unbelievable run. Now, now keep in mind, these are two teams that are not a huge draw. There's so many people that I know that are that are in sports that, you know, follow basketball, but they're not watching this series because these are, you know, this isn't this isn't the Lakers going up against the Boston Celtics, right? Like, um, so a, a lot of people are just are not tuning into this series, but I think the storylines here have been pretty tremendous, right? Like Jokic being otherworldly i mean we are just we are we are witnessing greatness right before our very eyes and um and and i think that's truly significant in in also the run so for me the storyline for the denver nuggets has been Jokic. Uh, for me the storyline for the miami heat has been this run and how exceptional it has been so uh, i i just i've i've enjoyed this this series tremendously uh, we'll see what happens again in Game Five, but I'm laying the points. I'm going to lay the points with the Denver Nuggets um, at minus nine, and you can get that at minus one ten. I'm also going to continue to play the Jimmy Butler under point total right now. It's at twenty six and a half. Uh, I will play Bam with another double double. It's just it's typically what he's doing in this series, uh, and you could get that at minus. I want to say it's like minus one fifty five right now, something like that. And I my best bet. Last night on Daily Wager was Christian Brown. I want to say Braun, but it's Brown. Christian Brown with one steal. I'm going to play that again. Uh, this young man, a rookie, averaging anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes a game, has been really great, especially on the defensive side of the court. And uh, so far in three games, he has five steals. I'm going to continue to play that as well. Uh, we are going to have a professional handicapper, uh, Joe Wiz, who has his own show uh right here on 98.7 espn uh that uh is from seven i'm sorry eight to nine a.m every saturday morning uh he's going to join us next uh he loves the horses i'm sure he's got to play in the belmont as well we'll talk to him next right here on 98.7 espn hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday morning for another 20 minutes. And then, of course, Dan Grossa comes your way live from Florham Park, home of the Jets. He'll have some Jets players on the program. Uh, we, we, we switched shows today so that I could head out to the Belmont. I'm really stoked about it. So thank you, Dan. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, Joe Wiz joins us now. He's got his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN every Saturday morning, bright and early at 8 a.m., brought to you by Bet Rivers. Uh, Joe, welcome in. How you doing? Hey, Anita. I'm glad we can breathe some fresh air in. It's going to be a great day at Belmont, great day for horse racing. Uh, they already had the first race that went off at Belmont. Uh, the triple paid uh, for a dollar, uh, paid $208. Not a, not a bad investment. No, I actually... Um... I, uh, in that first race, I had the nine, the five and the three, uh, I boxed it. I also, uh, played a, um, uh, a pick three. And so I'm still alive in my pick three, which is great. Uh, coming up in the second race, final furlong, hopefully you, you heard Vince Roth, part of final furlong and in part of the, uh, the, the stable that now I'm associated with the four horse is, uh, is their horse. Uh, that's going to be racing next, which is which is going to be great. Uh, Week in rags. Yeah, with uh, Arad Ortiz, you got the best jockey, uh, you know, trainer Abreu and Anita. Now that you're part of this uh, big conglomerate here, we're going to be looking for some good barn information throughout the year from you. Oh, really? Putting me putting putting the pressure on me. All right, uh, let's let's so since we're talking about the ponies, let's start right there. The Belmont Stakes. Uh, the granddaddy of them all, the longest, a mile and a half. Post time is going to be 6.50 p.m. Uh, I like Tapit Trice, the two horse. Uh, we had final furlong. Fellas on. They're all about the number eight horse, Angel of Empire. Who do you like to win the Belmont Stakes later on tonight? Yeah, when you look at your horse, Tapit Trice, I mean, with Luis Seas and Pletcher, I mean, this horse, you know, didn't have a good trip in the Kentucky Derby, won the Bluegrass, but came 16th in the Derby. But the Derby, sometimes with all those horses in there, it's just a matter of who gets the right trip. And when you mentioned Angel Vampire, um, that's another Brad Cox horse, won the Arkansas Derby. Um, this horse, I expect to be up there late. Um, you know, I normally don't like playing chalk, um, but I think that the uh, four-horse national treasure who won the Preakness with Bob Barrett 
Stafford is going to take the lead. And you would think with the long distance that it is a mile and a uh, mile and a half that normally it uh, the uh, Belmont Stakes would be conducive to closes. But a lot of times these horse, some of these horses take the lead and they never look back. However, I do think that Forte, uh, the six horse, is the legitimate favorite here. He will have a ride on T's and Pletcher. My only concern, the horse hasn't run in 10 weeks because of the layoff, got scratched the Kentucky Derby. But I seen Forte run, and um, I see what he did. He flew right by Mange in the uh, Florida Derby, and um, I threw in. Uh, I like Forte. I do like Tappy Trice as well, um, and I do like Angel, Angel of Empire in my triple. But I do have National Treasure in there as well. So it's two, four, uh, six, eight is what I've come up with, and my I'm doing a try box. But uh, Forte will probably go off at even about two to one. So even if you bet a hundred on, you'll still get back a couple hundred bucks back. You know, this is this is really, a, a, I think, a, a real fun Belmont Stakes because you've got Angel of Empire, the eighth horse that can that could win. There's a number. There's some sharp money coming in on the seven horse hit show. Excuse me, hit show. Uh, obviously, Forte was favored to win the Kentucky Derby. I just don't think that he has the distance. But that's just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. The four horse National Tre- Treasure who won the Preakness, um, and and again, I like Tappet Trice. So, and, and a lot of people like Tappet Shoes to, uh, to, to really dictate the speed in this race. So, uh, th- this is, this is a, this, there's a lot of parody here. I, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. be, I wouldn't be, right? Like, there's no true conviction for an absolute winner. Like, like anything could happen here. This is, this is, this is really going to be a, a, a real fun race to watch. No doubt. I mean, there's nine horses in this field, Anita, and eight of the horses have a shot. I, the only horse I don't think has a shot, and watch that horse win the five horses, 30 to 1, with Il Maracolo, uh, which the nickname is the Miracle. And uh, this five horse went up twice against Forte uh, early in the season, and Forte uh, beat him by 32 lengths. So I just think they threw him in there. But um, I think, uh, you know, as much as Tappet Shoes, the one horse is a bomb at 20 to 1. National Treasure got away with Preakness, very slow pace very slow fractions and was able to get away and steal the race. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. Um, I think that uh, Forte is, is a closer, um, but I think with uh, with him being rested and if he's ready, I mean, you got the best trainer and the best jockey, uh, and that's their home that's their home court right there, right? That home field advantage that they say in horse racing, you got a red Ortiz at two to one. Um, you know, it, it could go either way, but uh, two, uh, four, six, eight is what I like uh, in the in the try box. Um, and people out there that are betting horse racing for the first time, you could bet a dollar try box. It's only $24. And, you know, so it's not that expensive. I always tell people with horse racing to bet small and try and win big. You don't go to the track and bet a lot of money. Um, you bet small and try and get a bomb. And there's always long shots every, every, uh, in every uh, card that you see at, at, at any, any racetrack. Uh, again, Joe is joining us. He's got his own radio show right here on 98.7 ESPN every Saturday morning. Uh, we've got a hockey game tonight. The puck drops around 8.20 p.m. I like the Panthers. We had Greg Wyshynski on the show earlier this morning. He likes the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you can wager on the Panthers on the money line at minus 115. The Golden Knights at minus 105. How are you playing this one? 
Yeah, when you take a look at it here, Florida is a very tepid favorite here, minus one of 150. See some pickums out there. More or less, it is. Uh, the totals game is at five and a half, Anita. Uh, it opened up at six, uh, six under 30, and then dropped down to five and a half right now. Uh, but with the Knights in the first two games, game one, they won 5 2, game two, 7 2, and they had ample opportunities in game three, hit a couple of goalposts. Um, but, you know, you know, the only good thing for Florida is they want to be optimistic of the 55 teams who trail two to one in the Stanley Cup. 11 of them have actually won the Stanley Cup. Obviously, this is a must-win situation for the Florida Panthers, unlike the Miami Heat, who could not get the job done here. Um, I do think that Florida evens up the series tonight and goes back to Vegas. Florida has yet to play a really good game. Even though they won uh, game three, three to two, they were very fortunate to win that game. And if it goes in overtime, Florida's record 7-0, and Anita, in postseason. But they just haven't played uh, the level they played when they were when they got past the Boston Bruins and Carolina. They had a grueling time to get there. Um, Bobrovsky has not really played as good as I expected him to, um, but I think the Panthers may come out and play one full complete game here uh, and get send us to uh, Vegas tie 2-2. Two to two. Um, so, so that's the NHL, and then of course uh, the NBA back in action on Monday night at 8.30. Denver favored by 9. The over-under is 208 and a half. Uh, I said I like Denver to win in five. Sure enough, hopefully that wins because uh, then um, then things uh, will be um, <laughs> my week will You'll be, be looking really good. exciting. You picked five. That was great. My, but it was one one. Uh, I, Everyone I'll, was nervous, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go in the city and and, and buy quite a few pairs of shoes. Uh, so I will lay the nine with the Denver Nuggets. I just I I think the Heat are shot. I think they're done. Stick a fork in them. Wave the wave the white flag. Uh, how are you playing game five? I'm looking at the total here. I'm not crazy about laying nine points in any game. I very rarely play big favorites, and I know everything seems to be going the Denver way. And uh, Miami, you know, just when you think they're dead, they always come back. But I think, like you said, in this series, you know, it seems like they're in a little bit over their head. Um, and the totals games are two or eight and a half, um, and every game has been going under, you know, other than game two when Miami had that great game. Uh, I'm going to stick with the unders in, this game, in the series here following the trend. Uh, I'm going to go under in game number five. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Miami right now has been struggling. They just don't have an answer. Offensively, they have not played well. Um, and, you know, yesterday they were, they were just trying to figure out. They stopped Jokic and Murray, and then someone else comes up and beats them. But under would be the play here. Uh, if you ask me who to take the game with nine points, I would take Miami plus the nine. But the stronger play for me would be the total uh, to go under in that game, under 209 is where I see 208.5. I always buy the half point and made it 209. Yeah, the the pace has slowed down tremendously in this series, that's for sure. Uh, let's take a look at some Major League Baseball before we let you go, and specifically our teams right here in our own backyard. The Mets going up against the Pirates. I had the Pirates on Daily Wager yesterday, and I had them on the run line. I don't typically, I typically do not like to bet baseball on the run line, but I just felt like this Mets team, boy, they are going through it right now. And they didn't arrive into Pittsburgh until 4 a.m., I just felt like yesterday it was just a recipe for disaster, and sure enough, that hit. Uh, right now, the Mets on the money line, minus 130. Pirates at home, plus 110. What's your play here, Joe? Yeah, you look at it, it's interesting. The Mets have lost seven in a row, yet they're favored in this game here. And Senga did not pitch well in his last uh, start last Sunday against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, you know, four runs, uh, four hits, and just two in the two-third innings, uh, and he lost to Toronto. Um, no Alonzo, we know that's for the Mets. 
right now the Mets are favored in this game here. The pitching matchup does favor Senga. He had so many high expectations uh, this year right now, 5-3 um, and three with a 3.75 ERA. But Aviado for Pittsburgh's 3-4 and four with a 4.29 ERA. Line indicates the Mets. Uh, I'm going to throw a, a life jacket out to all the Mets fans there who are ready to fire Buck Walter and such. I think the pitching matchup favors the Mets. And like you said, they had some travel issues. But today they'll be playing. It's a 4 o'clock game, 4.05. Uh, I'm going to lay the wood here. I'm going to take the Mets despite their seven-game losing streak and look for them to snap it, only because I think Senga will rebound and pitch well today. Wow. All right. Uh, what about the Yankees? Um, I-, I opened up the show talking about how they've been struggling without – get this, marinating this for a minute – without Aaron Judge, this Yankees team so, – so actually, uh, let me tell you. It'd be great if I give you a comparison here. So the season average runs per game for the Yankees – has, is 4.6. Without Aaron Judge, the last five games, 3.4. How about that? The significance in that DJ and Rizzo combined, three for 36. That's not helping either. So now, again, as I will preface and say, I rarely, if ever, play baseball on the run line. Dare I take the Boston Red Sox plus one and a half at minus 180, considering that this is a Yankees team that cannot hit the baseball without Aaron judge in the lineup. And Oh, by the way, um, you know, is, is, is only is, is averaging, you know, barely four runs a game. Uh, you've got the Red Sox on the money line at plus one Oh five. You've got the Yankees on the money line at minus one twenty five. Herman on the bump for the Yankees. How are you rolling here, Joe? Yeah, when you look at it, Herman has pitched well in his last start against the Dodgers last Sunday, pitched six and two-thirds of an inning, gave up one run and four hits. And Anita, Herman has allowed just one run or fewer in four of his six starts. If he pitches the way he did against the Dodgers last Sunday, um, uh, I think that the Yankees will win this game here. The total in this line uh, game opened up at eight and a half. It's at nine. Um, but I, I think this is going to be uh, uh, one of these one-run games here, uh, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game here. Uh, Yankees are a small favorite here at minus 120. I like the under this game, under nine. Um, I don't trust uh, Tanner. Three and five record. Um, he allowed four runs and five hits and, uh, you know, four walks and five innings in his last start. And, uh, you know, I just don't trust um, Tanner. And last, last night, hey, the Yanks were one, you know, one, a couple of feet away from getting a dramatic win with Volpe, who everybody's looking to throw under the bus. Guys, give him a break. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Volpe's going to be there for a long time. I hope they give the kid a chance to stay there uh, for a long time. But um, I like the under in this game here. I think uh, the Red Sox are going to – they've struggled since May 20th. Their record's only 6-12. Uh, uh, and 12. and I, I just think that the Yankees with Herman, if uh, he pitches the way he has been uh, pitching, especially last Sunday, under the total – under nine runs uh, between Herman and Hawkins to play um, and uh, look for the Yanks and Mets to both win today, possibly as well. Fantastic. Uh, Joe, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck today with the ponies. Down the stretch they come. Good luck, Anita. You got it. All right, we come back. We'll end the show strong before we hand it off to Dan Grosso, who will be coming to you live from the Jets facility. We'll have some Jets players on the show. Uh, a real fun three hours from noon to three with Dan Grasso coming your way. Hang tight. 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Right and early tomorrow morning as well, 8 a.m., 8 to 9 a.m., getting you ready for the Canadian Open. Uh, the final round on Sunday, also a really great preview, looking ahead to the U.S. Open, taking place at the L.A. Country Club starting next Thursday, and then 9 o'clock, the regular show. What did we decide we're calling it, guys? I don't remember. Uh, kicks off from 9 to noon. Um, we'll talk NBA, NHL. Uh, I, I do want to dive into some NFL talk as well, as Aaron Rodgers attended all OTAs, not that he participated because Unfortunately, the calf injury, but none the week. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the Jets have six weeks off now uh, before training camp. Can you believe it? it? It's interesting. Like next week, right? Next weekend is Father's Day. I always feel like w- once Father's Father's Day hits, I feel like it's like fast forward immediately before we know it. Boom! Football's here. It's like, poof. can't believe it. Um, I'm still wearing exactly. I'm still wearing jackets out at night. We're like. I know we didn't have a winter. Are we going to have a summer? I really don't know. Um, also, landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook. So we'll have it all. Uh, real quick, before we uh, sign off, again, we're passing the baton to Dan Grasso. Let's go to Mr. Action. He want, he's got a Belmont pick. I love it. Who, who do you have to win the Belmont later on today, Mr. Action? Well, first of all, Anita, you beautiful woman who I spoke to about two years ago, and I've got about 50 phone calls that I've made to your stations and other stations that I'm going to put together as a little um, a, a little thank you to all of you. But I will tell you, it's the former Mr. Action, okay? The former Mr. Action, and I love the nine today, and I'm also running for Suffolk County Executive for 2024. But I wanted to do Bart Scott a favor because he's been a really good guy to me. And um, I have a horse running uh, at the end of August. The horse's name is On My Face. And I want Bart to bet that horse and root for it on the way home because I owe him big time. And I think you're terrific. And everything I tell you is true. Please um, vote for me for Suffolk County Executive. Well, Mr. Mr. Action. What did he say? Former Mr. Action, guys? What was that? Uh, anyway, he said he likes the nine horse red route one. Um, all right. So just to some, I know we we were all over the place today and, and rightfully so, believe it or not, there, there is a lot going on. So, uh, tonight, uh, Greg Wyshynski was on earlier. He likes the Vegas golden Knights. I like the Panthers to win at home. Again, I, I think the trend is pretty significant that in 11 meetings between these two teams, um, the home ice has won 10 of the 11. So, I'm hoping that the Panthers win tonight. They even up the series and will make it even more fun. Monday, uh, you've got the Denver Nuggets back at home. I, I do believe that they 
in this and they finish it up in five. And right now you can lay the nine uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in regards to the Belmont, I am off and on my way heading out. I think we've all agreed I'm going to wear the yellow dress. And, uh, and my pick to win is the two horse, Tap It Trice. And you could get him at three to one. Uh, we had uh, Vince Roth from Final Furlong on, and him and his crew likes the eight horse, Angel of Empire. Uh, so I'm going to play, again, Tap It Trice to win. I'm also going to box Tap It Trice, which is the two horse, along uh, with the one, the nine, the four, and the eight. Uh, there's some sharp money on the seven horse. Hit show, just FYI. So uh, that's how I'm playing it. Uh, I'm going to be heading out. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Dan Grasa, thank you so much for switching showtimes with me. I do appreciate you. I owe you my friend. Uh, if I see you out there at Belmont, hopefully I do. Come and say hello. Uh, would happy to, uh, to chat it up. Everybody have a fantastic Saturday afternoon. Uh, enjoy Belmont. Enjoy uh, the Stanley Cup Finals game later on tonight. And again, I'll be back with you bright and early tomorrow morning. Harvey and Joe producing the show. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Stay tuned. Dan Grasso coming your way now. 98.7 ESPN.